Namaste. Today I'm going to go over some more of these priceless poems in the Adi Granth. Just a footnote to tell you what it was like at Radhaswami Dera when Charan Singh uh, was there. Every day, every satsang in the morning, 10 a.m., lasted an hour and a half. Um, all of the satsangs were that I know of were from the Adi Granth, what I'm reading from today. And typically uh, there was a, a singer who would sing these poems, sing two, three, four, five verses at a time. There was a very tight relationship between the Pathi, the fellow who was the singer, and Maharaji. So much so that if Maharaji just started to move his heads, the Pathi knew that it was time to sing. If Maharaji moved his finger, just started to move one finger up, just an eighth of an inch, Pathi knew it was time to stop. The love between the Pathi and the Guru, the Nurgan Bhakti, absolutely astonishing, just so tight. Such a beloved relationship between the two of them. I spent a good deal of time with the Pathi, beautiful soul, absolutely beautiful soul. He was um, late 60s or something when I met him. I'm <laughs> barely more than a teenager, in early 20s. He had to have cataract surgery uh, while I was there. And so I skipped to breakfast one day and went to see him in the morning, the day after the surgery, and uh, held his hands and kissed him as Prashad. He still had on the bandages. And asked him if he was okay, if everything was fine, if he had people taking care of him. He says, yes, yes, Gregor. He says, there's three BBs come in every day. He says, it, it feels like I'm in um, such con with all these BBs helping me so much. So then I, I spent about an hour with him, went to the Rose Garden meeting with uh, Maharaji after satsang, uh, Charan Singh. I was sitting right in front of him, just three, four feet from him. And he looked at me and said, anything interesting today, Greco? I said, yes, yes, Maharaji. I went by the Pathi. He's feeling much better. He said he feels like he's in such Khand, in fact, with all the Bibis helping him. And Charan Singh lovingly said, yes, he actually is in such Khand. And you'll be in such Khand as well this life, Gregor. At that level, saints see so much, know so much. Connection between the, the guru and the disciples and just normal people on the street, the molecules in the air is so tight, so beloved. Deep, deep, deep within the causal plane, they can connect with trillions of souls at the same time. At any rate, let's go through a few of these beautiful poems in here. 
This is Gondon, M5, Volume 3. Ideal, only in the true name of God, the quintessential name of God. For the true name of God is the only mainstay of the mind. Who has said that the only thing he ever wants to do in life is to be drinking the divine wine constantly. He wants to stay within the nectar of this divine consciousness at all times. He wants the only thing he wants to deal with. And even his mind, you see, even the awareness that he has through the mind is constantly looking inward, not outward, constantly imbued in the aura of the divine presence. The name, he says, is the sustenance of my heart as well. So it's the sustenance of his mind, it's the sustenance of his soul. The heart is the core of the soul. And dwelling on the true name of God, the myriad, all the sins I've ever had has been eradicated and ongoing sins and future sins are eradicated as well. The Lord has blessed me himself with the capital stock, the true source, the heavenly source of the divine name. When we reach the Sahaj portal and self-perception of the soul dissolves, Everything that takes place from that point forward is not only done by God, not only seen through God's eyes, but is an experience of God. And here he says, the soul is well. The life of the soul as well, the body of the soul as well, is constantly blessed, constantly beloved. And all the karma is constantly eradicated as it occurs in such a state. Yea, such contemplation of the divine presence in heaven through the grace of the Lord is the very object of the mind. The mind, you see, has gotten drunk, the mind of such a saint becomes a friend of the soul, becomes our friend, stops trying to interrupt our meditation with thoughts and emotions and bodily itches and twitches when we're meditating. The mind does all the work for us in the world. For the mind itself begins to dwell, begins to live within the aura of God's grace, within the divine presence itself, and constantly does God's work in all ways, constantly does our karmic relationships with the world. 
fulfills our karmic relationships with the world in such a way that karma is not incurred. Goes on further to say, this precious name, nameless name, this formless form, it's a quintessential word, yea, it is the very life breath of my soul. Breath. Soul doesn't breathe. But in a sense, when you reach the nexus point and divine consciousness flows into you as your awareness, as your life, it's like the breath of God is flowing through the core of your soul, the heart of your soul, and giving life to your soul, to your body, to your mind, and to the world that you're experience, having experiences in. Yea, the name keeps me company wherever I be. In the mind, on the cushion, at work, at school, at eating, such a soul is never not aware of the divine presence. Consciousness is integral which means the highest levels of consciousness subsume or contain the lower levels of consciousness, penetrate the lower levels of consciousness in such a way that at every lower level of consciousness, there is still a heavenly awareness of every heavenly plane, the resting consciousness, the active consciousness, the creative consciousness of heaven, Always, always, always. Saints like this that write these poems learn to abide very, 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 very long periods of time in these higher regions. By the time they reach the crown chakra, they can sometimes go into meditation. When they wake up, it's months later, <laughs> but everything's already been accomplished by the divine presence within them. The rest of the world saw them go to work and do things. The soul was in a trance. Through the name, divine name, doth the Lord seem sweet to me. And through the name do I see the Lord pervade the earth and all the waters of the earth. When you are in the causal plane after having gone through the crown chakra, whether you've been to Sahaj portal or not yet, that divine consciousness within you 
just floats like water through the valleys of the cosmos into every other molecule, every other soul, every other aspect of consciousness. And yes, you do see the divine consciousness everywhere where that water floats, that divine wine like water, that consciousness, divine consciousness floats through the heavens, through celestial regions, floats while you're back on earth as well, up from your cushion, walking in the world. That consciousness continues to float. Like Rumi, you'll see the divine consciousness sparkling through the eyes of trillions of souls at times. Through this name, one is approved at the Lord's court. This is a very special line. The Lord's court has a double meaning. It refers to the core of heaven, of course, but it also, because that's where the celestial consciousness resides, but it also refers to the heart of the soul where the celestial consciousness resides within the soul. And so what this saint poet is saying here is that while we're in the world, we're blessed, constantly blessed if our attention is on the divine consciousness in the court of the Lord. In other words, at the core of our awareness, if we are inwardly aware of the divine presence and we stay aware of the divine presence as it gives birth to the rest of the world around us. In other words, if we stay within the awakening process as a divine consciousness within us floats out into the world, then we are approved as divine. We have the seal, the stamp of divine presence in everything that we do. Yea, through the name, through the operation of the divine presence as it floats through the consciousness, through the core of the consciousness that the soul has while it's in the world. Whole generations of men and women are emancipated. What does he mean here? Even as seekers, even as religious people, if we say a kind word to another soul, kind glance, a warm, loving glance, it will affect that soul throughout its entire life and perhaps through its next lifetime as well. It will help that soul deal with its karmas, sometimes for multiple lifetimes. But while we're in the world, you see, the worldly souls feel that divine presence. They're standing in the aura. It's as if they were standing right next to God themselves, in which they are. In essence, they really are. That's why sometimes they fall to their knees and cry when you pass. Other times it affects their, the way in which they operate the world, the way in which they see themselves, the way in which they understand life, 
from multiple births. And eventually that five to 10 second of being within the aura of the divine present that emancipates them eventually. Eventually they feel the urge to merge. Eventually it pulls them within. Eventually by looking within at the divine presence within them, they ring in divine radiance and go within and become emancipated. Maybe a lifetime from now, maybe three lifetimes from now, they become emancipated just by a single experience in the divine presence of a soul that is saturated with the divine presence. Through the divine name, all of our tasks are fulfilled. We've talked about this many times. When your inward consciousness is on the divine presence, when you feel it, when you revel in it, when you revel at the wonder and the magic and the splendor and the beauty and the love of it all, and you can't stop doing that, you see, because the mind itself becomes saturated, totally imbued with the divine presence and acts as if it is the divine presence itself. Blessed by the inner guru, I met with my God and received the primal treasure of virtue. And so saith Nanak, do I now abide in the divine eternal peace of divine equipoise? You see, and this is a very fine point. We've talked about the fact that if we're in love with the divine consciousness within us while we're meditating, you see, we reach a state of equipoise, this very center of our bubble of awareness. This can happen not only on the cushion, but in the world as well. It's a strange thing, but sometimes the, your entire aura stretches for vast amounts of space even in the world and it's all 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 filled with the divine presence at times and this is what he's talking about here abiding in peace in equipoise filled with bliss of the divine presence even in the world another poem deal only with the lord thy god pay not pay no attention to anyone or anything else for the Lord is the mainstay of thy vital breath. Vital breath, meaning the breath of the soul, which is our life as well. Vital meaning primal, not supported, not beginning, not ending, ending. The immortal divine consciousness of the divine presence. The Lord itself is the mainstay the source of the vital breath of the soul, the vital breath of me, the human as well. And this breath, this divine presence itself, is what is singing the praises of the Lord within me. In the beginning, when the soul is making progress in the lower plane, I center and upwards through the, to the region of grace, you see, we put our attention into the divine presence. And it's a very subtle form of effort, it's extremely subtle. 
form of effort, but effort just the same. All of that disappears. The need for effort, the need for perception, the need for being aware of awareness dissolves. When we are in such love with the divine presence within that there's no need for anything. There's no need to look at it because you're already there inside of it and it's, it's inside of you. There's no reason to try to hear, to try to feel, to try to experience. For it is every experience, it is every sound, it is every aspect of existence. So the saint says, sing ever, sing thou ever the praises of the Lord. For the Lord filleth all, yea, he pervadeth all. You can but marvel, melt in the joy, in the splendor, in the precious beauty, in the precious love of it all at that stage. It's timeless. There's no time to react, no, no time to measure, no time to memorize, no time to, for anything. The splendor of it all is beyond words, beyond thought, beyond measurement. It's no mystery. It's no questions. Love is beyond belief. The true name of God is thy only fair. The fair that you would pay captain of a boat that ferries you across the sea of existence. Fair meaning your fate, fair meaning your role, fair meaning your karma. The name of God is divine presence that you can't let go of and it won't let go of you. Let that do everything for you in the world and in your meditation as well. Depend on it. It will instinctively love you beyond belief as it loves the world through you beyond belief as well. This is what this line is saying. Forsake not ever the Lord's name. Don't blink, don't blink, don't blink, says Mira. Stay, 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 stay forever in the aura, in the divine presence, says Guru Nanak, at the court of the Lord, at the core of your soul, in state of harmonic resonance, in state of equipoise, in a state of divine bliss, stay, stay, stay. Stay where you have been blessed by your inner guru for time immemorial. immemorial. God is ever our support, our only refuge. So attune thyself to thy Lord, the God. The word attune means come into coherent alignment, come into complete resonance, come into harmonic resonance. Share in this communion, in this celebration of life, in this celebration of divine consciousness. Become one in the magic of this divine consciousness with the divine consciousness itself. Contemplating the Lord thou hast rendered immaculate. And thy sins accumulated birth after birth have been demolished. 
it's such a strange feeling to start to enter the Sahaj portal. It's as if you realize for the first time in billions of years that there are no more, there are no longer any shackles on your peace, on your love. There is no karma to weigh you down. There are no attachments to divert your attention. It's all gone. It's a state of peace, a state of freedom that's indescribable. It's all your karma is gone. Just whatever is left instantly disappears. Instantly gone forever. Contemplating within the divine presence of the Lord. Thou art rendered immaculate. Thou become immaculate in the Sahaj portal. The soul dissolves. And as it dissolves, thy sins accumulated birth after birth. All of those sins, all of those karmas, all of those attachments are eradicated. They're gone. Less than a blink of an eye. A million times faster than a blink of an eye. Totally free. It's indescribable. Uttering the Lord's name in such a way, thou overcomest all of the rounds of births and deaths. Yea, continuing to recite the God, name of God in such a way, thou art then ferried across the sea of existence. He's talking about the experience in the Sahaj portal. Before you enter the Sahaj portal, you normally in the crown chakra will look across the sea of existence. At that point, your soul is, your aura is billions of miles in every direction. But you're not looking out into space. In the physical world, you're looking through inner space of the causal plane. It's just a vast, vast, vast sea of existence, enormous size, utterly unmeasurable, but paying attention to the divine presence instead. Your totality of consciousness immediately spreads to encompass the entire sea of existence. And in such a way you're ferried across the entire sea of existence you immediately go into a state of equipoise in the middle of the sea of existence and begin your journey through the core of, of the divine presence into the heavens, to the heavens themselves. So dwell thou, O Nanai, ever on the divine presence whose slave thou art. If we can, but grasp this, even if it's just emotionally, even if it's just whisper of certitude, of the precious divine presence within us, this flow of the divine love within us. If we always start our meditation, whether it's as a silent observer in the world or whether it's on the cushion, if we can feel the love and in feeling the love know it's the divine 
love that flows through us, the divine presence that dwells within us, the divine presence that gives us our very existence. If we can stay within the aura, the certitude of that wisdom, the aura of that love, stay within the awakening process of the divine presence as it creates, lovingly creates every experience that we then thus have. If we can stay within that certitude, stay within the aura of the divine presence, it's all we have to do. We need not ever do another thing again. Will never be a second thing that we need to do. Totally protected, totally blessed, on a pedestal, at the most sacred place to be a pilgrim at, in the divine presence itself. If we meditate, even if it's with nothing more than a whisper of remembrance, with the faintest feeling of the divine love floating through us. Doesn't matter how faint, how quiet that whisper is, how faint that brush of being loved and beloved is. Stay there, stay within the divine presence, even if it's just the aura the field of the divine presence emanating from the core. Even if it's just that, stay, stay, stay right there within the feeling of the divine presence. It's more than enough to significantly increase coherent alignment with the divine presence to significantly increase your awareness of the divine 